Rims big, make the car look like it's two stories. If I hop out, that'd be suicide. No back seats, call that paralyzed. I don't have a spine, I don't fantasize. I mastermind. All right, welcome back to the Clubhouse Easy Podcast. We have week one in the book, and I have a special guest here, the first ever uh, Clubhouse Fantasy Football Podcast guest that we've had. Without further ado, let me introduce the man, the myth, the legend, now batting, Joe Grubbs. Joe Grubbs, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, so we'll kind of get into a little bit here of how you feel about your team. Um, we'll start off with that. We'll go into how you feel about my team and then we'll kind of go down the standings. Uh, maybe talk about matchups a little bit, but really just talk about, uh, how you're feeling about everybody's team, how you're feeling about the league overall, um, and things like that. Yeah, man. Cool. I'm excited. Cool. Excited to be the first member on. Perfect. Um, and so before we get into any of that, you know, first weekend fantasy football uh, back in the books, we really didn't know if we were going to have a season. Uh, did you do anything fun on Sunday? Not really, honestly. Just kind of sat back on the couch watching TV and just kind of soaked it all in, man. I mean, you haven't seen football in a while and it's just a breath of fresh air to have it back. So just sat on the couch and just let it all happen. Any grab bongs? No. No, no grabs. No, no, no. Uh, you know, maybe, eh, nah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'm not going to get into that now. Okay. All right. We won't get into it. We won't go on the record for that. All right. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, the squad overall, you're in second place. Uh, you had a little 2-0 and finish um, outright, second highest score in the league. Um, how are you feeling about the squad? Well, uh, I know on your last podcast, you said you meant, when you mentioned my team that I was a little unhappy with my team going into week one, which was a little bit true. But okay. seeing how my seeing how my team came out, you know, I was very happy with the performance of Devontae. I thought he was an absolute stud going for, you know, 17 targets, 14 catches, 156 yards. I mean, that's good in anybody's mind. That's fantastic in anybody's mind. For sure. Uh, had a great week from Josh Jacobs. Uh 95 yards and three TDs. So uh, that's so that's huge. Um, kind of a, a bummer having Miles Sanders on the bench for week one. That would have, you know, kind of helped me better not having to throw in uh, Nikhil Harry and Devin Singletary into my flex spots. But, you know, I guess it all worked out in the end. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, there's not really much to complain about when your two quarterbacks go for, you know, over 30 each, uh, getting over 40 from Josh Jacobs and over 50 from Devontae Adams. Right. Uh Nice little sprinkle of Tyler Lockett there with about 20. But, yeah. Um, how are we feeling about Nick Chubb? Uh, well, first of all, let's get back into – He again, is the team's mascot. To go back into your, uh, into your podcast from last week about mm-hmm. your theory about if me trying to up the price for Chubb, that is 1,000% correct. Okay. I'm, all right, good. I'm, uh, Chubb was definitely one of my guys. Okay. Last, last year, Chubb was – the guy for me, besides mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook, before I traded him to you late yep. season. Okay. Uh, but yes, so obviously you know my you know my name is I'm playing for Chubb now. Previously it was half Chubb. So yep. yes, Nick Chubb has is, is been in my plans for the last couple of years, and he was in all of my plans this year again. And okay. I'm I'm glad I got him. Perfect. So he's just you'd say he's probably a staple of your offense. One thousand percent. Yes. Okay. 
All right, perfect. And sort of going forward, how do you uh, how are you feeling about the squad? Uh, I know the past performance was was good. Uh, what do you, what is your outlook? You think? Well, I mean, after week one, it's kind of hard to say. I mean, it's kind of you know you, you like you know the guys that are gonna probably be bell cows for you every week. You know your Devontae's, your Josh Jacobs, but there's just some guys. You know my flex spots are a little are a little rough. I mean, uh, going to the drafts, uh, obviously I didn't I didn't really want. Devin Singletary, but he was mm-hmm. there for a dollar late in the draft, so I decided to take him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had to put him in and also had to put uh, – not had to, but I just decided to put Nikhil Harry in for the, you know, the cam kind mm-hmm. of thing. Maybe I thought maybe he would help his production, but obviously, I mean, it was okay, but not to where I would have liked. And I don't think that's something I can count on every week mm-hmm. for Nikhil Harry to go out there and perform. So mm-hmm. this, this changes need to be made. Changes need okay. to be made. I'm not sure if it's going to be soon. I'm not sure if it's going to be – I'm going to wait a couple more weeks, but changes are coming. Okay. And you had some good production on the bench. You had Robbie Anderson with 38 points. You had Sammy Watkins with 24 points. You had Noah Fant with 21 points. So there's points there. You know, again, like the, yeah, I mean, like, again, those guys, you know, Sammy Watkins, Robbie Anderson, those – in my mind, those are guys that won't produce those kind of numbers every week, obviously. Right. I mean, 38 points is hard to replicate for any player, let alone someone who only usually gets maybe four or five targets a game. Mm-hmm. For um, sure. And Sammy Watkins again. I mean, we all saw last year, week one, Sammy going for what was it, buck sixty and three TDs. I mean, that's and then you know this week again, uh, TD. Um, they get eight or nine targets. But again, like you don't know what you're gonna get out of guys like Sammy Watkins from week to week. For sure. And uh, and a guy, you know, a guy like Noah Fant, you know, second year tight end coming in. Uh, he looked pretty good. I mean, he's a quick for a tight end. He's quick at the position. So I think he has definite upside in that offense. I'm not sure how much Drew Locke can get out of him, but mm-hmm. I think, I think if he, if Drew Locke uses fan as a consistent, maybe, you know, l- you know, dump down guy or just your safety option, I think he's going to act. I think he's going to produce. Perfect. So you're, you're feeling, you're feeling all right. Got a little bit of uh got a couple moves to make. You're going to be on yeah. the, uh, in the trade market. Uh, I think so. I mean, I think my quarterback situation needs a little bit of help. I mean, Josh yeah. Allen is, uh, you know, he's going to, be solid every week for me, I believe, you know, his passing game is not exactly where I'd like it to be, but is always a threat in the running game. So I think that's always going to be something where I'm always going to be able to count on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Garops, on the other hand, I'm not really sure what I want to do with him. I mean, he got me 31 points in our league, but he also played kind of like shit. So it's not really, you know, it, it, it's a good for me that I had 31 points, but it's also not good for me for my outlook looking forward that, he really only has George Kittle to throw to at this point. And since Kittle went down with a little knee sprain in week one, you don't know what his status will be for week mm-hmm. two. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do there. All right. All right. But overall, you'd say happy with the team. Yeah. I mean, seeing, uh, you know, watching the Monday night games last night, watching, you know, also like the performance of Deontay Johnson. I mean, I yep. know he had, the, I know he had the muff punt uh, opening drive, which uh, got me down to, uh, a quick negative two points from Deontay. So I thought that was kind of going to be my night with him, yeah. but I mean, didn't really matter because I had already whooped Frank anyway, but oh, okay. you know, it was, it was good to see him get, uh, and I think he ended up with maybe 10 or 11 targets, five or six catches. So yeah. it's promising, you know, Ben likes to move the ball around, you know, now that he's got Juju back as his number one, I think, you know, if he gets usually the good corners every week. So I think yeah. Deontay Johnson might have a breakout second year. Perfect. Wonderful. All right. So uh, we're going to go a little off script of what I had originally stated uh, that we were going to go to my team. We will just go down the standings next. So we will go to Mike Pratt's team. And before we get 
into Mike Pratt's team. I want to know, we'll just go a quick one answer. Is his, Was his week this week a fluke or the real deal? Fluke. 100% fluke. Okay. 1,000% right. fluke. All right. So let's get into, uh, let's get into, can you dig it, sucker? So let's get it. He's had uh, some good performances, actually. He's got Matt Ryan, 47 points. He's got Adam Thielen, who had about 40 points. Raheem Mostert had about 35 points, uh, 25 out of Camara. And then, you know, uh, some decent days, but pedestrian sort of around the board, the rest of that. He left some points on the board with Crowder at 38, uh, Teddy Bridgewater at 30. Um, Yeah, so so run down through it with me and give me uh, give me your thoughts on why you think Mike is a fluke. All right. Uh, Well, first of all, I don't trust Adam Thielen as a wide receiver. Okay. Um, two years ago, he was probably the a top three wide receiver in the league. Yep. Uh, but last year he had some injury problems and yeah, he had a good week this week, but I also don't like Kirk cousins and okay. I don't, and I don't think that Kirk and Adam Thielen will have the same connections every week. Mm-hmm. So I, and I also had Thielen for two straight years and I know how frustrating he was for me last year. So I am out on Thielen. Okay. Uh, Cooper Cup, same thing. Okay. Uh, Cooper, I mean, I, in that offense, I think Robert Woods is the guy as far as receivers go. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like Goff tried to look for him any chance he, any chance he got. Um, so again, I think he's going to be pretty inconsistent. Uh, Gallup, same thing. You know, you got Amari Cooper. You know, you got C.D. Lamb in that offense. So it's going to be hard to, you know, for Dak to feed all those mouths. Mm-hmm. Um, Melvin Gordon's probably going to be on the rise now because Lindsey's got a little bit of a turf toe thing going. Yeah. So uh, Melvin might be on the rise. Ertz, you know, I've never I've never really been a huge fan of Ertz. I mean, mm-hmm. he's kind of, you know, he's had his good games, had his bad games. He's had his pedestrian games. He's, he's not really, you know, someone that, you know, he, he's still a top five tight end, but it's just not someone that I, you know, think of getting 20, 25 plus points like a Kelsey or a Kittle. Mm-hmm. Um, Stefan Diggs, uh, same thing, you know, I have Josh Allen as my quarterback. So anytime Stefan Diggs can do well in the passing game, that's great for me. Uh, yeah. but again, the passing game is just not where I think it needs to be. I think the bills still have a lot of work to do in the passing game. So I don't think Stefan Diggs is gonna, I mean, uh, he had 20 points this week, which is a good Stefan Diggs week, but I also think that in that offense, uh, whereas Josh Allen's not exactly the greatest throwing quarterback, I don't think that he's gonna act. He's gonna have those type of numbers every week. Okay. And and, again, and, uh, and going down to Mostert, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his one big play was the 79-yard touchdown uh, from Garoppolo. It was a quick dump down, and he just you know had the whole field to go. So again, there, that's you know, it's kind of a I don't know if it was a broken play or a fluke play, but it's just one of those things where you just get the right hole and you get there. Yeah. Um, I don't like I said, I just I see a lot of I just see a lot of guys on Mike's team that could, you know, go good one game and then go shit the next game. OK, so a boomer bust squad. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I think. OK, I mean, and, 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 and I'll give it to Mike. I'll give Mike you know credit where credit's due. He had the highest point total of the week. So that's definitely saying that, you know, that's definitely saying something, you know, posting a 248 week. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, but as far as his team goes long term and his long term projection, mm-hmm. I I don't see all I don't see many of his guys putting up consistent performances every week. Okay. And now when you're talking about long term projection, are you also factoring in Mike's GM skills? 
Well, we all know that Mike's GM skills not exactly up to par. Mike's okay. made some decent moves, but he's also made some shit moves. So we we all know that. Okay. And I, you know, and coming from me, I've made some shit moves in the past. So I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, go at Mike here because I've done him too. But he's not exactly the greatest GM in the world. Okay. And does Mike does Mike think he's better uh, a better GM than he really is, or or you think he's kind of evenly rated himself? I think Mike kind of thinks he's better at you know, at most things than everybody else. I think that's just okay. Mike's attitude. You know, okay. I mean, yep. You know, nope, he's, you know, I've known Mike for a long time and that's, you know, he, you know, Mike is Mike. Mike is Mike. Okay. All right. Perfect. So you, so you have a, your outlook for Mike is that he's going to have sort of a, a boomer bus squad. There's going to be some big weeks out of them, but there's going to be some, some duds in there as well. Correct. And we're going to, it's going to be interesting to see how he can manage that. Right. Okay. All right, that sounds good to me. So we will move on to Chad's squad. And right. before we get started on Chad's squad, was Chad's week a fluke or the real deal? Well, uh, looking at Chad's team, I think Chad's team is kind of like a mix. I don't want to say it's a fluke, but I also don't want to say it's, you know, it's going to happen all the time because he has, you know, guys that, you, you know, they had a good week one, but again, they're coming off either injury plague seasons or not even playing in the last season. So again, I think Chad's team is good. I think Chad has a very good top heavy team yep. uh, with Julio, Juju, Zeke, and Derek Henry. That, that, that foursome right there can win a lot of leagues just by that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Chad is going to have a pretty decent run with these guys he have if Ben Roethlisberger can be Ben Roethlisberger. As we saw last night, that he had his struggles early, but Ben, at the end of the day, looked like Ben. Okay. Yep. You know, and, you know, Joe Burrow being his other quarterback, I mean, he's a rookie. I mean, we all, you know, everybody praises Burrow high. Um, again, they've lost 16 to 13 to the Chargers. Um, so, I mean, the the performance from him wasn't exactly what everybody probably expected, but yeah. again, I think Burrow's going to be a very good quarterback in this league, and I think it would only take him a few games to kind of really figure this out. So, as far uh, as projections for Chad, I think goes, I think Chad needs to make maybe one or two moves, yeah. you know, maybe to um, fill up one of his flex spots. But yeah. uh, you know, Smokey Brown's a good flex guy. You know, he's always consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, throwing carry on Johnson in there for the 1.4 points was kind of a dud and that's disappointing, but yeah. he'll have to find He'll have to find another spot to put in there, but, uh, for sure. you know, look for looking at the guys on his bench. I don't really see anybody kind of going in and filling that spot right away. So yeah. I think Chad might have to make a move or two. Yeah. But, there's uh, nobody far, there. But as far as Chad's, uh, projections going forward, I think Chad's going to be all right. I think Julio, Juju, Zeke, and, uh, Derek Henry are going to, really move in through a good portion of the season. Okay. And would would it be fair to say that looking at um, having Juju, having Julio Jones, Zeke, and Derrick Henry, kind of shaky rest of the roster that, you know, Chad has a great nucleus there, but he could, yep. you know, see some, see some challenges along the way. It'd be a, a challenging season to manage in order to, you know, really take it to the next level and get everything up there. Correct. I mean, Chad already made a move first. I mean, he made a move with Frank to get Juju yep. and uh, Joe Burrow. So he's already, you know, he's already improved his team in that sense. Yep. Uh, I, mean, he, I mean, he gave up Russell Wilson, which is a which is a blow. But I mean, he got what he needed. He got what he wanted. Yep. Um, 
But again, like I said, I think Joe Burrow can be a good quarterback in this league, given a little bit of time. I mean, I know, you know, a little bit of time, you know, that's always, you know, semantics here and there, whatever. But, uh, you know, I, I, I think he'll be I, I think he'll do well. I really do. I think. OK. He'll do well. All right. Perfect. And then going into the standings was next here was my team. Um, All right. The Todd, Todd Dillerson. So would you say this week at 198.98 was a fluke or the real deal? I think it's a real deal. I think you have a very, very solid team. Very, very okay. solid team. You know, uh, just saying. No, I'm not just saying. I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass here because you're the podcast host or anything. If I okay. told you your team sucked, I would tell you. That's All right. for sure. Okay. All right. I'll take um, it. I like your – obviously, your running backs, you got McCaffrey. I mean, you got yep. his best player in the league. Uh, McCaffrey and Aaron Jones are both studs. Um, yep. uh, James Conner, I mean, I don't know what happened with James Conner last night. I mean – Six rushes for nine yards on the sideline half the game. Didn't I don't, yeah. I don't I don't know what the deal was with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's you know, but he's gonna be the he's gonna be the bell cow when he's healthy. I mean, Benny Snell will spell him here and there, but when James Conner's healthy, I feel like he'll he'll be the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wide receiver core, I really like uh, DK and Hollywood coming into their uh, second years or third years, whatever it is. Um, both looking to be breakout candidates this year i mean dk getting the td in the first and uh in week one mm-hmm. um you know four catches 95 yards um again didn't get the bonus Derek. nice job yeah 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 i know um uh, marquise brown again super quick i think him and lamar jackson are getting on on the same page they got a decent rapport going i think mark mm-hmm. andrews is, is ultimately his number one target but yeah. i think marquise brown as far as receivers goes is gonna have a very good year, seeing as though six targets, five catches, 101 yards. That's pretty decent first game for anybody. Yeah, um, for sure. And Will Fuller, same thing. Uh, since no D-hop, uh, Will Fuller is going to get a very, very good portion of Deshaun Watson's target share. Uh, mm-hmm. So if Will Fuller can stay on the field, mm-hmm. I think you have an absolute gem with Will Fuller. Perfect. Because um, we've seen – in the past, what he can do when he's healthy, especially as a deep threat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Will Fuller is going to be a diamond in the rough for you if he stays healthy. Yeah, um, I agree with that. Uh, AJ Brown. I mean, obviously, you know, the Titans offense, it was good at the end of last year. You know, Tannehill showed what he could do. But again, Tannehill is Tannehill. You know, uh, you don't always know what you're going to get from him. You know, see from all his years playing in the AFC East in Miami, you know, Tannehill was Tannehill and yep. uh and having a guy like AJ Brown to throw to I mean he did miss a couple catches that I think he should have had but overall AJ Brown is a stud and I think yep. he's gonna have a very very good year once they figure out like I said I mean I'm not a big week one stickler I mean week one is week one to me and I've always felt that way mm-hmm. um so I mean 10 points you know it, but he's still got you know still getting eight targets so I mean, he's gonna he's gonna get his share he's yeah. gonna get his share of targets he's gonna get his share of catches and I think AJ Brown will be just fine for sure. Um, Stafford, again, you know, with uh, with Galladay out, I mean, I don't know what his status is, but again, Stafford is Stafford. He likes a sling, but he also throws a lot of picks. Yeah. Um, but again, if Marvin Jones and um, uh, Galladay can stay healthy yeah. with, the resur- with the resurgence of TJ Hawkinson from the season he had last year, which wasn't really great. Yeah. Um, but came, came out to a good week in week one. So I think with that core, 
I think he'll be okay. You know, adding you know adding their running backs with uh, you know Swift and Johnson and now AP. I think mm-hmm. Stafford might. I think Stafford's got a decent core around him, so I think he. Uh, hopefully, Stafford will have a good year this year. Okay, perfect. So you're thinking it's uh it's looking up for the squad. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, Cam Akers on the bench, Zach Moss, you know, both rookies coming in. You know, they have guys in front of them, but again, you know, it's one one injury to Malcolm Brown and it's Cam Akers' team. You know, one injury yep. to Singletary and it's Moss's team. You know, it's yep. it's one it's you know it's one play away. Even you know Preston Williams. Preston Williams is probably the second option in the Miami offense behind probably Devontae Parker at this point. Yep. Um, but again, Preston Williams is a big guy. I think he's six three, six four, uh, tall guy coming out of you know another deep threat and mm-hmm. uh, Antonio Gibson. I don't really know much about Antonio Gibson, but uh, you know, that, you know, the Washington football team or whatever, you know, they're unpredictable seeing as I mean, they're also yeah. the only team that has a win in the NFC South, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. I like kind of, I kind of liked what I saw out of the squad this week. Um, had a, had a bunch of sort of, Everybody in the starting lineup outside of my defense and James Conner, who got hurt, scored over 10 points. So, you know, looking at it that way, I think that I got a pretty well-balanced squad. Probably will make a couple moves here at some point um, once guys get a little bit more rapport. I kind of knew that going into it, though, that I'd have DK, I'd have Marquise Brown, Will Fuller, and A.J. Brown. Um, I probably won't be able to trade Will Fuller just because of his history, but A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, and DK – People are probably going to want to see a couple more weeks of them doing well before they'll trade for them, uh, before they can yep. like I get the value that I actually think. It certainly helps that you can open up your Yahoo every day and see that you got McCaffrey as a starting RB1, so that's always a plus. So next up we have Gallagher squad, and just for the record, uh, going back through, we have Mike at 2-0, we have Grunts at 2-0, we have Chad at 2-0, and I was able to squeak out a 2-0 week. Uh, Gallagher is in fifth place. He is at one and one, although he did have the third most highest points in the league this past week. Is Gallagher's team a fluke or the real deal? Uh, again, you know, Gallagher's team, I mean, he has Lamar Jackson. He's got D hop. He's got Kelsey. Um, but other than that, I don't see many guys that I love. I mean, Mixon is, is good, but again, Mixon has always been inconsistent with his performance and production. So again, um, but again, he's got Kelsey, Lamar, D Hop, uh, Slayton played really well last night. I think he grabbed you know 26, 27. Oh, he had 42 points in our league. Okay, yeah. so, never mind. Um, <laughs> again, so I mean, I'm not sure if he's going to get that kind of production out of him every week. Yeah. Um, but again, if you can get you know that's 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 a huge point total to get, you know, no matter what week it is or who it is, doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Hunter Henry, David Montgomery, again, two guys, um, Hunter Henry, Chargers offense, you know, Tyrod, you know, I don't really, I don't know how that's going to all work out, you know, because I don't really trust Tyrod in any scenario as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing with, uh, with Montgomery. I mean, he had a, he had a few good games last year. He had a few, you know, bright spots but again um just not a, as consistent as i think that uh he should be for the hype that montgomery had coming into the season because he was one of the more highly touted running backs coming in from that class so i think with him i think he still has the potential to be a good running back in this league but yep. i think he needs to show a little bit more before i can kind of give him that or anybody can really give him that that moniker <laughs> 
Yeah, that table knock. And uh, let's see. So he's got C.D. Lamb again on the bench, Fournette on the bench. Um, again, I don't know what Fournette's going to be doing in the the Tampa Bay offense mm-hmm. you know, with I don't because uh, I what do they have like seven running backs at this point? You know, Shady yeah. Rojo. You know, they got a lot they got a lot of miles of feet in that backfield, so I'm not really sure how much of an impact he's going to have. Yeah. Uh, C.D. Lamb. I really, really love C.D. Lamb. I think he's going to absolutely thrive in the Dallas offense because. You know, Dak likes to again likes to sling. You know that he also you know he has Amari Cooper and Gallup there, but I think C.D. Lamb will move into that number two receiver spot a lot sooner than you think. Yeah, you think he'll overtake Gallup? I think so. I mean, again, Gallup is a good receiver. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's very good. And he showed it last year. He had you know a few great games. You know, yeah, some mediocre games but all in all he had a very solid season last year mm-hmm. but i think just as a receiver and talent wise i think cd lamb was the best receiver in this class yep as far as i'm concerned in my opinion um yep. but i think cd lamb will be an absolute stud in this league and i think like i said i think i'm not going to say exactly when he'll overtake that spot but i think it'll be sooner a lot rather than later all right perfect you got a little uh you got a little backup truck there, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Hopefully that stops in a second. That's <laughs> all good. Can't do um, that shit. Yeah. And he's got uh he's also got Cam Newton. So I don't know yeah, if he went. I mean uh Cam Newton is again, it's he's a huge question mark. You don't know what you're gonna get from Cam. I mean, seeing the offense that was run by the Pats uh, on Sunday, it was I think it was some sixty five percent run, uh, <laughs> which is good for Cam. Uh, you know, coming up with two rushing TDs, but uh Obviously, I don't think you can sustain that kind of offense forever. You got to, you know, attempt to throw the ball every now and then. Right. Um, he only had 15 pass attempts, I think, in that game, which is very low, um, considering what kind of quarterback we know that Cam is and the kind of arm and the that he has. Yep. Um, but I think that's going to change. I mean, I think that was just all game plan, and uh, I think in the next couple of games, you're going to start to see Cam start to sling it. I hope. Yep. Yep. Uh, for me, for me having Nikhil Harry on my team, I hope that's a thing. Uh, but again, but he's got you know he's got Lamar Jackson, who's going to be a stud always. You know yeah. that you know whether he's throwing it, whether he's running it, Lamar Jackson is a stud. Uh, D Hop again, seeing what he again 14 targets, 10 catches in Kyler Murray's offense, which again I think he's going to be the focal point. Not that he wasn't in Houston, but I think more so now because Kyler is a young quarterback, and I think he needs the guy that he's going to know that's going to be reliable, and that's D-Hop. Yeah, for sure. And D-Hop had 16 targets, 14 catches. 16 and 14. Crazy. Wow. Which okay. is crazy. Yeah. And I think I think Gallagher's got a pretty good squad here uh, with Lamar and Cam. Um, I know that Kelsey had six for, for 50 and a touchdown at halftime. They kind of got yeah. up so much that they didn't uh, – they kind of stopped throwing almost. Right. Uh, he does have some work cut out for him. Uh, because I, I agree with you. I don't really love the the Paris Campbell or the Darius Slayton. Um, the you know going down to the middle of his roster, Joe Mixon, Marlon Mack's not there anymore. But he's probably going to input Malcolm Brown for him, um, which would be a means to an end, I would think, as the Cam Akers owner at some point. Um, right. And then Henry and Renfro. So he's got a he's got a couple hunters there. I just realized that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He does. You know, you never you don't see that every day that you, you have a couple. You know, uh, 
hunters in the flex positions, you know? And I was a, I was a little confused with uh, with Gallagher putting Renfro in the starting lineup week one. Uh, yeah. Didn't really under, didn't really, but hey, got him the win. You know, didn't really need him. Didn't matter in the in, in the end. But uh, you uh, thought it was yeah. questionable. Yeah, I thought it was questionable. Oh, okay. It was very questionable. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. For sure. You know, having a guy like C.D. Lamb on the bench. Yeah. Uh, but hey, that's Gallagher's call. That's I'm not going to tell him how to run his team. I'm just going to give him my little critique on that. Okay. All right. Perfect. Uh, so he, I guess we can we can agree that um, he's got a little bit of his work cut out for him, but he does have some solid pieces there. Correct. Yes. He need uh, he needs some work in the receiver category. He needs uh, maybe a little bit of work in the running back category. Uh, okay. Unless unless Montgomery and Mixon really show out. Um, but again, I, I agree with you that Malcolm Brown, I think, is just a means to an end for when Cam Akers finally gets the job. Yep. Um, but yeah, other than that, I think Gallagher's got a solid team. Uh, but again, like, you know, it's like you said, work, work to do. So okay. one. Perfect. Uh, so next we are moving on to Brando's team. Brando was right. one and one this week. Um, and Brando finished. Uh, let's see here. Brando finished sixth in total points this week. Uh, team shit show. Is it a fluke or the real deal? I guess going down through once we start to get to some of these lower teams, it would be fluke. It would be flip flopped. It would be if he's a fluke, um, if he, you don't expect him to do bad again, uh, real deal. If you do expect him to do bad again. Cool. So do you think his 193 performance uh, was a fluke or the real deal? I think it's a real deal. I think Brando's team is good. Um, I think Brando has a very good running back core with Carson Gurley and uh, David Johnson. We saw yep. that, uh, you know, in the D hop trade, David Johnson was the piece that the Texans got in return. And yep. we showed that, and, and they showed that they were going to use him early and often. And yep. I think David Johnson, given the right situation is, is a stud. I mean, you saw two, you know, 2017, he was the best running back in the league before he mm-hmm. went down with injuries. And I think that David Johnson, like I said, in the right situation is, is a, is a stud. He's a bell cow. And I think he's always been that. For sure. Yeah. As long as he can stay healthy, he did look very good. Right. Uh, 11 carries 77 yards. That's pretty sweet. Um, That's pretty solid. As well as a couple catches and the game flow didn't really, uh, appeal to his, um, to the running back position for the Houston Texans anyways, because right. they were down by so much. So and also, yeah. And, and, and plus that, you know, Will Fuller getting his, you know, 10, 11 targets, you know, whatever right. that case is. So David Johnson got his fill. David Johnson yep. got, he was fed. Yep, exactly. And he, he had Galladay who was out. Um, yep. You know, couldn't have him in there. Had to, had to start somebody else. Um, he's got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, which is a little bit interesting. But, you know, mm-hmm. he could probably get some some pretty, we'll call it more than fair value on the trade market for the two of those guys. For sure. Uh, and, yeah. You know, there's a few I mean, Tampa Bay homers out there. Yeah. I mean, like we saw yesterday, you know, Tom Brady struggles. You know, you say what you say whatever you want about Tom. Tom's, you know, Tom's a goat. We know that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to get these guys as many opportunities as he can. Yeah. Um, I think they'll both thrive well in this offense they'll both have enough you know they'll both get enough targets they'll both get enough time they'll both they'll both be eaten yeah for sure and 
Yeah, even if he does want to want to trade one of them at some point, I think he has to make a move with Baker, probably Kirk Cousins at the moment, uh, just because mm-hmm. he's on his team. Um, James Robinson looked decent um, yep. as a plug-and-play kind of guy if he needs him. Um, so I don't think he's going to be anything super special. I have him in another league, but um, he should be serviceable at least. Um, yeah, I mean uh... – like I said, Brando's got a lot of guys, that, uh, a couple guys that I've had in the past. Uh, last year I had Galladay and Andrews, and they were two studs for my team. Yes. You know, Galladay is a uh, is a great deep threat for Stafford because, again, we know we all know Stafford likes a sling. So Galladay yep. was a great deep target for him, and I loved him having, having him on my team. And Andrews, like I said before, talking about Lamar Jackson, the Ravens offense, I believe that Mark Andrews is the number one option. Yeah. Uh, and that's – I think that's very evident because, you yep. know, he had an, another two touchdowns week one and he became, you know, I, I drafted Mark Andrews last year for a dollar late, late in the draft, maybe one of my second or third to last picks. Uh-huh. And he ended up and he ended up being a top four or five tight end in the league last year. So Mark Andrews is a great pick there. I love him again. Love David Johnson. Love Galladay. Uh, Gurley in Atlanta. I'm not really sure how that's going to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he got a he, he got a TD game one. Uh, but I think most of Gurley's story this year is going to be a lot of you know, 11 for 60s and a touchdown. Yep. You know, I don't think he's going to be breaking off many hundred yard games anymore. Yeah. Um, for sure. But again, uh, doesn't it, you know 11 for 60 is fine. But I mean, if he vultures all the goal line carries and can get you a touchdown or two a game, yep. Gurley is still a value pick at that at that price, whatever Brando got him for. For sure. Um, if you could give Brando one piece of advice moving forward for the rest of the season, what would you give him? Uh, one piece of advice, get Kirk out of your lineup. <laughs> no Kirk Cousins. Like, get him out of there. I mean, right. I've I've always hated Kirk. I mean, I've had years where I've had to be stuck with Kirk, you know, because yeah. of, you know, whatever the case may be, an injury or if, you know, he's on the waiver wire and he's like the last mm-hmm. one there. If it's stuck with him, it's just – He's that guy's giving me nightmares for years. So as All right. far as, as as far as I can say to Brando, get just him cut, off the squad, man. Just cut her cousins. Get him off the squad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm not really sure how I don't know how many points he had with I me. Mean, twenty eight. I mean, yeah, it's okay. But I mean two fifty two hundred fifty nine passing yards, two TDs, an interception. I mean, that's just that that's typical Kirk. You know, that's that's you know, that's nothing special. this just I don't know. This I've never liked him. So and because I'm <laughs> I'm not telling him what to do again. Sis team, he can do what he wants. But if I was making that choice, I would have Kirk. Hey, yeah, just ask for a piece of advice, you know. Uh, other than that, I don't think I got much. Like I said, I like Brando's team. Uh, okay. Like I said, Kyler Godwin. I mean, Odell. You never know. I mean, again, I don't even. I don't know what Odell's mindset is in Cleveland right now. I mean, I think Odell's ready to uh, jump off a bridge at this point. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Because you know the. Baker, I don't think, really knows what's going on out there as far as offensive schemes go. And I think Odell is right there as well, because obviously if Baker doesn't know what's going on, Odell's not going to get the rock. And his value is, I think, dwindled drastically in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But he's still Odell, you know, and you can't take that away from him. He's still one of the best receivers in the league. So hopefully Baker and him can figure out that kind of connection because they have not had that success in the time that they've had together so far for sure all right perfect so 
moving on, we are moving on to the teams that have no wins. Um, and moving down through this, we have actually, believe it or not, we have the three teams that are new to the league this year, as well as no surprise to anybody, Sean Drake. So All right. seventh place is Frankie Morandi at 0-2 with 193 point five eight points. So we got Shark Week here. We got Frankie Morandi. We got two defense Frankie. Give me your thoughts on his squad. I think Frank's got a solid squad. And I'm not just saying I'm not, I don't want to sit here and say and keep giving Frank compliments because I don't like giving Frank compliments. So you so think it's give, the real, real deal? I think it's a real deal. I mean, just giving a little bit of background between Frank and I's relationship. Frank's from Danvers. I'm from Peabody. You know, freshman year roommates didn't know each other going in. So we've always had this little, you know, rivalry going on, PB Danvers thing. So, I, you know, I've always I don't like to see Frank do well, but I got to give him credit where credit's due. OK, got a pretty damn good team. All right. What do you like about it? Uh, well, um, going back to the trade between uh, Frank and Br- uh, Frank and Chad, uh, mm-hmm. Frank getting Russell Wilson is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you can get Russ on your team, you're in for a good, good year, uh, especially mm-hmm. since, uh, what was he, 31 for 36 the other day or with 322 and four touchdowns. I mean, that's yep. kind of ridiculous. But uh, yeah. You know, but he's always a stud. A-Rob, Ridley, and Shark, uh, DJ Moore, Bob Woods, T.Y., Deshaun Jackson. I mean, I don't think you can really get much better of a receiving core. I mean, he doesn't have any, you know, top-shelf guys like a Devontae or a you know, Michael Thomas, but having that depth at that position is huge. For sure. And I think, and I think he did a you know, very good job of getting that depth mm-hmm. with, with also not, you know— taking away the running back position and neglecting that by also getting Eckler and Jonathan Taylor, you know, Eckler's still going to be the bell cow in, um, in LA. Now that Melvin's gone, it's going to be Eckler's backfield. Uh, Josh Kelly was, you know, mixed in here and there, but I still think it's going to be Eckler's backfield, especially on third down plays since he's the passing back, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Marlon Mack going down for the season, it, I think it said with the, yep. whatever, yep, uh, for sure. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor, jumps right in to, I think, that lead role. I mean, obviously, Naeem Hines vultured a couple touchdowns from him in week one, but Naeem Hines is not the guy that I see going forward in that offense. Yep. Um, Darrell Waller, uh, great, great player, I think, uh, in kind of a limited offense with Oakland, uh, where a lot of that offense is going to run through Josh Jacobs. Yep. Uh, but I think Waller is is a stud. Um, yep. he's a, he's a quick tight end. He's got great hands. So I think Waller is going to be, um, a top five tight end this year when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, going down to his flex spots, DJ Moore, Robert Woods, again, DJ Moore is the number one in, um, in Carolina, you know, having Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback, not really sure how that's going to do for his production long-term, but mm-hmm. I think, you know, DJ Moore eight last year with uh, Kyle Allen as the quarterback. Yep. So I think that Teddy Bridgewater will give DJ plenty of opportunities. Yes. And again, saying with the Rams, you know, I think that Bob Woods is the guy um, in that LA offense, as far as the passing game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I don't remember exactly how many targets he had. I'm looking at it now uh, eight targets for 105 yards. 
six catches. So again, I think Rod, uh, Goff likes to look for him early and often because yep. um, he's more of a you know a drag route or an out route kind of receiver. Yeah. Um, so I think that Bob Woods will thrive in that offense like he has been for the last couple of years. For sure. Um, Wentz, you know, I don't, I'm not, I was never, I'm not really a big Wentz fan. I never really have been, you know, mm-hmm. I don't trust the Eagles offense. They seem to have injuries left and right always. Yeah. Um, you know, you got Deshaun Jackson who could go down with an injury tomorrow. Um, <laughs> you know, you got Alshon. Is Alshon even still on the team anymore? Like, I don't even know. I think he is. Um, I think he's just hurt. Like yeah. again, like uh, the only guy that has like relative consistency in that offense is Ertz. And you know, yeah. like, you already heard my feelings about Ertz. But uh, right. again, I don't, I don't trust him in that offense. I think you know, I he's good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, he's yeah. you know, he's uh, done his part in the league to show that he deserves a little bit of respect. But I don't, you know, not for me, not for me. Okay. I don't. I don't, uh, I don't like Wentz. I don't, you know, I never have, I've never, it's just, and, and again, he's a guy that I've unfortunately had to be stuck with in a couple of my leagues in the past and I've never had a good outcome with it. So Carson Wentz is a no go for me. Okay. So we got two no goes though, uh, going down through, you know, through lists. We got Carson Wentz. We're just going on the record here. Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins are your two no goes. Correct. Yep. Okay. I think that Frankie and I have, uh, a similar squad. Um, I think that he has a little bit better quarterbacks because he's got Russ. I have a little bit yep. better running backs because I have McCaff. McCaff and he's Jones, still got yep. that kind of middle of the road, a bunch of wide receiver twos. Yes. On our team. Um, I mean, you, I, I mean, you can say that a is a wide receiver one. You could say that Shark is a wide receiver one just by you know their position in their offense. But again, yep. it, they're not on the tier of. A Devante or in a Michael Thomas or D Hop, right? Then they're just not on that tier. Right. So, so yes, in that sense, they're a bunch of wide receiver twos, you know, number right. ones in their in their own offense, right. uh, respectively. Yep. But yeah, it's a, you know same thing. I mean, uh, I think Frank always tries to go for this kind of scheme, you know, get a lot of depth, you know, not try to overspend on top tier players and just get a lot of and get a lot of depth with, like you said, so what a lot of wide receiver twos, which I think work to his benefit. You know, and also the cherry on top, getting, you know, Jonathan Taylor now with Mac being out for the season, along with Eckler. I think Frank's in a good spot. Okay. All right. Perfect. So next we will move on to Sean Drake's team. Sean Drake is at no surprise to anybody. Oh, and two, he put up 177.02 points this week. He was actually my opponent. I was very grateful for that. Um, Tampa Bay, Sean Drake, is he, uh, is he, was his week this week of 177.02 a fluke or the real deal? That is the real deal. Okay. So you think the real deal is not, it ain't there. It ain't it. It ain't there. And again, I, I'm going back to your podcast last week when talking about Sean's team and saying that his team was great in 2017 and I, agree with that wholeheartedly okay so this ain't i it. mean no he's i mean he's got tom brady again you know new offense you, you saw what he did on sunday yeah you know again he's 43 years old mm-hmm. who knows how i mean realistically who knows how much he has left in the tank i don't I mean any, right. like you really don't know how much neither do um I. and you know he's got michael thomas which is great but again michael thomas only had five points 
You got uh, her. That's not that's not going to happen every game. Yep. Uh, obviously. For um, sure. But you know, ending the game with Michael Thomas at five targets for three catches and 17 yards is a big yikes moment. Yes. For sure. Um, that's a big yikes. Uh, Mari Cooper again is going to be the uh, the leading target getter in the Dallas offense. He had 14 uh, in Sunday's game. You know, 10 for 81. Four. Uh, I think he's like I said, he's going to be. A stud for him. Edelman, you know, with Cam in that new offense, you know, it's going to be a lot of run. It's going to be uh, a lot of, you know, play action, bootlegs by Cam. But I think Edelman's going to get his fair share. I mean, Edelman's still, you know, a slot guy. He goes around the middle. You know, he's the quick option for Cam when he needs to get the ball out quick. So I think Edelman's going to get his fair share of catches. Yep. But he certainly passed his days of, you know, 11 catches for 110 yards. Yeah, for sure. What do you think about uh, Kenyon Drake? Uh, I think Kenyon Drake is a big question mark. Yeah. Uh, Kenyon Drake had a great ending of last year once he got traded to the Cardinals. Uh, yeah. Showed what he can do. But again, he hasn't done enough in a bigger span of time where I can say that Kenyon Drake is a bell cow running back and a guy that you can want to put in your RB1 spot. For sure. Um, and then going down to James White. I mean, James White is in every third down player I mean, mm-hmm. realistically i mean he's he's in on every third down he's in on a few early downs if they want to do you know quick outs or anything like that but james white just doesn't he's not going to get the consistent touches that i think sean will need from him to be good going forward um, and and he starts he starts rob gronkowski what do you think what do you think about that i think that's just i think that's just sean being sean honestly okay that's, okay. Uh, we all know Sean, and Sean is a is a Pats fan till he dies. Yep. Uh, no, no matter what team they're on, as you can see from what you were saying last week again, you know Brady, uh, you know Edelman, Gronk, White, and, you know, Gronk. All, all Cooks, you know all these former Pats that Sean or current or former Pats that Sean puts on his team. Yep. Which again, back to your point, he always plays for seventh place. Yeah. You know, and again, and I, and I think this is another instance of that. I mean, Rojo's yep. I, is, I think, a, a promising young player. I don't think that he's going to really show out, you know, with, again, with 100-yard games. I think he's going to be kind of like a girly where he's going to get, you know, maybe 15 for 70 or 14 for 60 with maybe a touchdown. I think that's going to be kind of Rojo's game. Yeah. Um, and then going down to A.J. Green. I mean, A.J. Green's finally back healthy. Um, but in an offense that's very new with a new quarterback. So, I mean, maybe AJ will kind of be his favorite target. You know, maybe he'll try to be, he'll become Burrow's safety magnet. I don't know, but I don't think AJ Green is, again, he's not AJ Green anymore as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Um, sure. So again, I think it's going back to your point, there's a lot of, you know, he's got a, this team would have been phenomenal in 2017. Absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Oh yeah, he would have had to spend 350 bucks in the auction for him. Oh, 100%, 100%. <laughs> um, and then just getting down to the end uh, to Aaron to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, yeah. Again, I have Devonte. Um, so anytime Aaron can do good in the passing game with Devonte is always a plus for me. So I will never. So in, this, in as long as I have Devonte, I will never put down Aaron Rodgers. Okay. But uh, I've also had Aaron Rodgers in the past and. He's been great for me, and he's also been really shit for me. So there's, I have a, I have a love-hate relationship with Aaron Rodgers. But oh. 
as uh, as far if he can get this offense back to you know some sort of semblance of what they used to be. I mean, I know he doesn't have many targets besides you know Devonte Adams. He's got you know uh, Alan Lazard or spelled yeah. as Scantling, but it's you know not guys that you can consistently count on. For sure. Scant- Scantling's good for you know one forty yard bomb a game. You know Lazard's good for you know four or five targets a game, but not going to obviously be on the same tier as, you know, Devante's 17 targets for 14 catches, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, like I said, as long as he can get him the rock, I think Aaron will be fine. Um, hopefully he does because I do not want Devante's point totals to go down because I'm at an all time high on the 55 he put up for me. So I don't want yeah. that to change. For sure. Um, do you think, quick question for you. Do you think that, um, a more bizarre start was Rob Gronkowski or Hunter Renfro? Uh, I think Hunter Renfro. I think I, I, I think I knew this going in that Sean was going to pull the trigger on the Gronk start. Okay. Um, seeing, obviously seeing as though we know Sean and we know he's a Patriots guy. So I think that was an, I think that was an inevitability for me. Yeah. I think it was, an, it was inevitable that he was going to start Gronk. Just he was going to make a Gronk. State. Right. And you know, it didn't matter if Gronk, you know, like I said, I think he only was had one inactive. Catch. I think I think he had one I think he had one catch for like two yards and I think I don't think he did anything else after that. Yeah. So if Sean wants to keep starting him every week, go for it. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be you know I'll, I'll be happy when I play him if he puts up a dud. Yep. So keep at it, Sean. Keep at it. <laughs> so I could ask you right now if you have any advice for Sean, but I think, you know, we want to keep this podcast to uh, a reasonable length. So we won't go into any advice that you'll have for him. <laughs> um, so I, I guess we'll just kind of leave Sean's team with this. Would, would it be fair to say that you are all set with Sean's team? I am very all set with Sean's team. I'm looking at Sean's team now and I'm just getting the blech. Okay. Just everything, right. everything I'm looking at. So I am all set, all caps. Okay. All set, all caps. All right. Wow, yep. that's a couple that's exclamation points on the end. Okay, all right, he is all set, all caps with Sean's team. So, moving on to team uh, that is in ninth place, that is Russ. He is one of the newcomers of the league this year. He is, for those that don't remember, Gallagher's friend. Um, he is 0-2. He has a point total this week of 158.66. Uh, do you want to tell me, do you think... Uh, Russ's team was a fluke or the real deal this week? Uh, again, I don't know how I feel about Russ's team. I mean, I like Russ's team. I do. I mean, Mahomes is, you know, obviously Mahomes, um, his running back, I mean, his running backs are good. I mean, he's got Edwards Hilaire, who we saw on Thursday mm-hmm. that he's going to be a stud. Just mop. Um, you know, uh, Tariq Cohen, you know, is what it is. I mean, he's, you know, he gets his fair share of good games here and there, but it's probably going to have to make a move with that. Um, mm-hmm. Kittle, having being a starting tight end is huge. Again, with a sprained knee um, that he suffered in week one. I don't know what his status is for week two. So that's kind of, that's going to be kind of a hit if he goes down. Um, but again, Emmanuel Sanders, J.K. Dobbins. It was kind of interesting to see J.K. Dobbins vulture a lot of the, uh, goal line work uh, yeah, when for sure. Baltimore has Ingram. Yep. Uh, but again, I'm not sure if that's, you know, just game plan or if that's kind of a foreshadowing 
but again, if Dobbins can come in and take over that lead back, maybe, you know, maybe Baltimore has plans on trading Ingram. I don't, I don't know what the plan is with there, but uh, yeah, if Dobbins can vulture some of that goal line work and get you maybe a touchdown or two a game, I think he can turn into a solid player. I mean, uh, Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson, you know, obviously losing D hop sucks, but uh, still having Will Fuller having um, Brandon cooks. I think he's also on the squad. I mean, yeah. He's uh he's got some decent targets out there. He's not uh he's gonna, not gonna have a slouch team. That's that's for sure. For sure. Um, you know. How do you feel about that? Go for it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. How do you feel about that wide receiver core? He's got uh McLaurin, he's got Devonte Parker, and he's got Rugs. What do you think of those? Uh, guys? I think I love Rugs. I really yep. love Henry Rugs. Uh, I think he's gonna end up because really the Raiders don't necessarily have a wide receiver one. I mean, it right. was. Tyrell Williams for a couple of years. I don't even know if Tyrell Williams is still active at this yep. point. He got uh, uh he got season. He's out for the year. But I mean, Ruggs is he's fast. He's got great hands. He's got great separation speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Ruggs will turn into the number one receiver there. Again, I don't know how long that'll take before they finally get him, you know, figured out in that offense. But uh, I think Ruggs is going to end up being a stud. Yep. Um, and Devontae Parker again. Injury history. He's had a lot of had a lot of downtime with injuries, uh, but we saw at the end of last year how dynamic of a player he is. Yep. Um, he's again, he's a tall receiver, uh, good hands, got, uh, runs good routes. Uh, but he's got to stay on the field, and that's uh, the only thing I'll really say about him because I do like Devontae. Uh, right. Again, he's got to stay on the field. Yep. Um, going down to his bench, um, I don't really know much about Braylon Edwards or Brian Edwards, I should say. Uh, yep. I don't really know much about him. Uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, he vaulted a touchdown in week one. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, there's a very uh, crowded running back core in Detroit with uh, sure. now AP mm-hmm. uh, with carry on Johnson, too. So I don't, I'm not sure who's going to grab the carries there. Uh, Minshew, again, I don't, I don't, I don't really I don't really know what to say about Minshew. I mean, he's <laughs> just, he's just like a, he's a, he's a, he, Minshew's a cartoon character to me. He's just someone to laugh at. <laughs> um, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, he's, yeah. he's no, he doesn't suck. I mean, honestly, but uh, again, I just look at Minshew and I just, I just laugh. I'm just like, yeah. um, uh, Jalen Rieger, again, rookie in, in uh, Philly. Mm-hmm. Again, you, uh, you know, my thoughts on Wentz. I'm not really a big Wentz guy. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I didn't see how Rieger did in game one. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at it now, four targets for one catch and 55 yards. So obviously he just caught a bomb. Uh, yeah. But again, that I feel like that's going to be most of his game is just that maybe two or three shots down the field per game. Yep. He catches it great. If he doesn't, you know, it is what it is. Um, right. And then McCole Hardman. Uh, again, I think a lot of people thought that McCole Hardman was going to be a second year breakout, but uh and he still could be, you know, with uh, depending on how that offense goes, because we know how Sammy Watkins is and, you know, how inconsistent he's been. Um, and in a, can- in a Kansas City offense, we know that everybody eats in that offense. Uh, mm-hmm. So, he, you know, but he did play behind, again, Watkins and Demarcus Robinson in game one. So I'm not sure, again, if that was more game plan or if he just, you know, was phased out of the offense. I'm not really sure what it was, but. I think McCauley Hardman's a good player. I think he showed some shine last year, but uh, again, I'm not sure where he fits on that depth chart right now. I'm yeah. not sure where he is. I agree. Um, and so, what do you, uh, what are your sort of lasting thoughts on 
um, Russ's team? You think he's got a good outlook? Uh, yeah. I mean, if he can ride Mahomes, Watson, Hilaire, uh, Kittle, if he's healthy, I think he can put up decent numbers. And like I said, if those couple of guys, you know, Dobbins and Ruggs, if those guys come to form and if they become decent options, I think by midseason, I think Russ could have a real, real dangerous team. Okay. All right. Perfect. So dangerous team for Russ. Better than the eighth place guy. Sounds like he could pass him pretty soon uh, with the eighth place guy being uh, in caps all set. Um, <laughs> moving on to number 10, we have Bubba uh, in 10th place. Uh, tough, tough start to the year for the for the last of the newcomers. Uh, Owen two uh, put up one hundred fifty four point seven two points. Um, Bubba's team. Judge Judy, how do you feel about this squad? Do you think it's a fluke? Uh, I think, I mean, for for the team he has right now, I think it's the real deal as far as right now goes. Okay. Um, okay. He doesn't have, he's very top heavy. He's a very top heavy team. He's got Tyreek, he's got Dalvin, Saquon. Um, but other than that, I mean, again, Keenan Allen, you don't know what his production is going to be in the Charger offense with Tyrod at the helm. You know, for I don't sure. know because, you know, because Tyrod's not – a very he's more of a mobile quarterback than he is a throwing quarterback we all know that mm-hmm. um so as far as keenan allen's production goes i don't know how that's gonna fare but again yep. he's still he's still a top 10 wide receiver so i mean tyra's gonna try to get him the rock i feel um so he may end up being you know keenan allen but as far as right now goes with tyrod at the helm i'm just not sure i can see that okay um, that makes as sense far as, as far as his quarterbacks go i mean he's got philip rivers and Goff. i mean Again, I don't really – I'm not a big fan of Goff. Um, yeah. I think his rookie year was promising, but his, obviously, but his second and third year were, you know, eh. Um, yeah. You know, he had – you know, again, another guy I was stuck with last year was Goff for a little while after I made a dumb trade. But uh, he – I don't know. He's just a guy that I don't trust. He's I don't trust Goff in any scenario, mm-hmm. um, you know, and me being – because I have also a Tyler Higby on my team, so I need – you know, I need Goff to get him the rock, so I, I have to kind of root for Goff. But I don't, I don't like Goff at all. I mean, <laughs> but so, I, I, I hate having to say, hey, Goff, let's go get it together. You know, I, yeah. I'd rather say he sucks, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Again, Tyreek Hill is the number one guy in Mahomes' offense. You know, he's gonna get his licks everywhere. You know, he's gonna get his time. He's, he's the cheetah. He's gonna run him. He's gonna run over everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get his fair share. Uh, Jerry Judy's another guy, uh, another guy from Alabama, like Ruggs, who's a fast receiver, good hands, uh, can play all around the field. He can play on the outside and can play in the slot. Um, again, I think he is going to be a very, very good NFL receiver. Again, his, he's kind of limited with lock at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, cause obviously I think Locke's going to look for more guys like Fant and Sutton, and guys that he knows and guys that he's played with before. Um, but I think you're going to see quick that Jerry Judy's skill set is going to be, is, it's going to be a very fun thing to watch in this league. Okay. All right. Uh, then going into his running back core, I mean, you can't get much better than Dalvin and Saquon. I mean, mm-hmm. Dalvin and Saquon have, you know, two bell cow running back Saquon, probably I'd say the number two or three running back behind McCaffrey. I mean, if you want to throw Henry in there, this and that, but I'd say Saquon's probably in the two spot. Uh, Dalvin probably in the top five. So having two top five running backs right off the bat is great. Um, 
Olsen as a tight end. Again, Olsen's old, hasn't has uh, had injuries in the past, um, but show, obviously shown signs of greatness with, you know, in the past. Um, so if he can come back to form and he can have a little bit of, res- of a resurgence, that could be huge. That could be a huge steal. Mm-hmm. Um, as going into his flex, uh, Justin Jefferson, Mike Williams, you know, Justin Jefferson was kind of on the lower tier of the rookie uh, wide receivers coming into the league this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he was kind of well below like the Ruggses, the Judys, the Lambs, the guys like that. So again, in the Vikings offense, I don't like Kirk, you know, especially now I think Thielen's going to be as much. I don't really trust Thielen either. He's going to be the guy that Kirk's going to try to get the ball to more often than not. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I think uh, Justin Jefferson's a good receiver. He was great at LSU. Um, so I think that he can turn into a good, uh, to a very valuable player in this league. Yep. Um, and, and again, Mike Williams, again, a lot of injury concerns, you know, he's coming in with a bad shoulder, I think is what it is. You know, he had a couple kind of scary falls in game one landing on mm-hmm. that shoulder. And, uh, you know, so you don't, don't really know what you're going to get out of Mike Williams. But uh, but again, Mike Williams, when he's healthy and on the field, is very dangerous as a deep threat. So mm-hmm. if he stays healthy, that could come, you know, that could be a very good um, value pick for Bubs. Yep. Uh, and going down to his bench, uh, well, actually going back to his other quarterback, Philip Rivers, uh, again, Philip Rivers, you know, 38, 39-year-old quarterback, whatever he is, uh, taking over a new offense. Um, again, you don't really know what you're going to get out of Philip Rivers. You know, you, you've seen Philip Rivers in the past. You know what he can do. But again, age creeps up on guys. You know, not all guys as quickly as others, but um, I think safe to age, say fairly quickly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you, obviously you have your outliers, you have your, your Brady's, your Breezes that play into the 40s and this and that. But I think that. Age is starting to catch up on Rivers. Um, I think most of their offense is going to be um, out of the, the backfield with the running game. I think they're going to play a lot through the running game. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Rivers has still has T.Y. Um, he's got Paris Campbell, who's a good up and coming. I think he's a second year wide receiver. Yep. Um, but again, he's got some, he's got some decent talent. I mean, losing Mac for the season sucks. But, uh, you know, having... Taylor and Hines coming out of the backfield as emergency dump down options for him could be great. Um, but again, uh, he's old. He's getting to the latter half of his, the latter portion of his career. Who knows how, you know, how many even games he has left. So we'll see when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then going down to his bench again, uh, Latavius Murray. Um, he's a good back. He's a good um handcuff you know if you if Kamara would uh, were to go down um mm-hmm. he's always been a great handcuff when Kamara goes down and he always seems to put up big numbers when he gets the call um so again it's a good guy to have on your bench for in case something like that happens uh Cortland Sutton again he was hurt for week one I'm not really sure what his status is but he came on last year as a guy that um really showed that he has potential in this league mm-hmm. um and I think that he Again, will be a very good receiver. He just needs to again stay healthy, be on the field, and get that kind of connection with Locke. Because we know for the, you know, with the young quarterbacks and you know with the receivers not on the field, it's kind of hard to, you know, come into it having that kind of rapport and that connection. You got to kind of build it on, especially with a young quarterback and a young receiver. For sure. Um, and then going down, you know, Tannehill again. Tannehill's Tannehill. Uh, Trubisky. We all know Trubisky. Um, you know, he could have a great game, or he and then he could have you know, 10 shit games in a row. But yeah. again, 
the older he gets, maybe the you know the wiser he gets, maybe you know because he's, he's still he probably smells Foles coming in and trying to take that spot. Um, so maybe he's trying to up his play a little bit to try to keep him at bay. And then uh, rounding it out, you know, Devin Asiasi. I don't really know much about Asiasi even from college, but uh, mm-hmm. according to Mr. Patriot Sean Drake, he's uh, he's going to be a stud. Oh so wow! Wow, I'm that's not, that's a that's a lot coming from Sean Drake. Oh yeah, and he thinks he's going to be a, you know a great steal this year. So that's you know whatever whatever you say, Sean. Whatever you okay. Say. So I don't. I'm going to steal your thunder a little bit here, um, and I'm going to see if you agree with me. My piece of advice for Bubba, um, and I know that we shouldn't you know we shouldn't really be talking about how others can improve their teams in terms of way of a trade. Um, but would you agree with me that Greg Olson would fit very nice into Sean's team? Oh, a hundred percent. Again, another 2017 guy in 2017 for the Panthers. I believe Olson was an almost thousand yard receiver. So back to the Olson days. Yeah. I mean, you heard it here first, a uh, thousand yards, 2017 would look perfect on the squad of Tampa Bay. Absolutely. Wonder. Absolutely. I think his I think Sean right now is average age is like 33 on okay. his team right now. Yep. And we you want know, to get that up. Obviously with the outliers of Brady who take yep. it up a little bit. Actually, yep. I might even say go a little higher, maybe like 35, 36 might be the average age of his team right now. All right. We'll have to we'll have to check on that after this. is So over. Uh, Sean might have to look into uh, trying to go younger a little bit. OK. He might just have to update the magazine, you know, the uh, the magazine that he gets all his fantasy advice when he drafts. Uh, I, I think, think he's just got to close Trump. the yearbook on 2017. I think that's yeah. what it comes down to. I, I agree for sure. Uh, so that concludes uh, the the rankings portion and the um, sort of team overview portion. Uh, is there anything you'd like to add before we sign off here? Honestly, the only thing I'm going to say is good luck to everybody in week two. I hope everybody has a good week, uh, except I hope I have a better week than everybody else. Okay. All right. He hopes he has a better week than everybody else. All right. That (laughs) that is it for us uh, with the Clubhouse Fantasy Podcast. Um, I look forward to, you know, seeing if we can get another guest on here next week. Might already have one decided, might not. We'll keep the people guessing. Uh, But until then, uh, happy sweating uh, for the week two season. And hopefully some of these sleepers you have can awaken uh, over and out for the fantasy podcast clubhouse 2020. We will talk to you guys later.